The advice provided on hashtag got money is general advice only. It has been prepared without taking into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on this advice, you should consider the appropriateness of the advice. Having regard to your own objectives, financial situation and needs, we recommend you seek independent advice. Got money? Frightened of money? Have money and want more money? Listen to Elizabeth and her team of professionals dismantle the jargon of money. Whether it's cryptocurrency, your super, estate planning or the ATO. Hashtag got money will bang it home with a sledgehammer. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Hashtag Got Money. Always exciting to have our two guests, Hayley Mitchell from Geelong Property Management and Kate Bakos from Kate Bakos Real Estate. So it's Property Girls in a year. Hayley, why don't you take it away? What's happening out in rental land? Uh, regional's great. We're, we're loving life at the moment. Um, I did see on the news last night the Armstrong Creek. Did you see the was it Nine News and Armstrong Creek had had a 95% increase um, in sales? And yes, it is a growth area, but I just went, wow, there's so many investors coming down to our region at the moment. Um, our vacancy rates you know, usually they sit around that 2% mark and they're right down at the moment to um, just over 1%. So we're, we're just, yeah, we've, we've had no issues at all um, compared to Melbourne, which is still in a little bit of Struggle Street um, at the moment. Where are, you seeing, where are you seeing Struggle Street? Is it the apartment market? Yeah. Yeah. So you're looking, you know, Docklands, inner city Melbourne, uh, where you predominantly have a lot of uh, student accommodation and people renting those sort of apartments, which aren't here at the moment due to uh, borders being closed. Um, so I think they're going to really, really struggle. And, and if they can let them, but often at a highly reduced fee or, or rent. So, you know, you might have rents which were getting 600 a week, which are now on at 350, 400. Um, they're having massive decreases just to get these properties moved. So it's going to be, I think, years until that market really picks up again. And we're seeing around a 6% vacancy rate in inner Melbourne. The suburbs are fine, but inner is really struggling. We kind of knew that, didn't we? I mean, Kate and I never go to the apartment market unless we absolutely have to, unless somebody sticks a gun at our throat. So Kate and I were kind of like, eh, we knew this was going to happen. Although pandemic, not so much. I mean, we're pretty good fortune tellers, but we didn't see that coming. Are we going to no. see fire sales, Kate? Are we going to see the apartment market go to fire sales? We already are seeing some what I'd call distressed sales. And, you know, a lot of people I'd chat to who are building their investment portfolio come to me with a, you know a piece of the puzzle in the portfolio that's not working for them and invariably it's a high-rise apartment and they ask me what they should do and you've got to weigh up the the lost opportunity cost but also you know it, is it positively geared is it is it worth holding on to if you're waiting for growth my answer is no if it's positively geared, it's generally not a high rise. It might be an apartment, but it won't be a high rise. And the reason I say that is the cost of maintaining these high rise properties and in particular upgrading them to new codes and requirements, whether it's um, changing the, the coding, the external coding of the property or 
just organising, you know, lift maintenance, these things can blow out special levies to a frightening figure. And even if the property is um, demonstrating a, a gross um, positive income for the, the rents, you're whittling away your income with your maintenance costs. So in a lot of cases, I'm seeing people making the decision to sell at a loss in an effort to be able to just clear the deck and move on and buy a better asset. Is that advisable? Is that advisable? Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. If, if you've got a property that is, is going to continue being money pit and not grow for you, the only benefit you're getting is a tax deduction. And I've always maintained you don't want to chase tax deductions. To get a tax deduction means that you're making a loss. Now, if you're making a loss and there's no capital growth, you have to ask yourself what's the point. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Get out of it. Cut your losses and run. Um, so you're busy right now, Kate? Yeah, we are very, very busy. And a lot of people are. I've got advocates in the country who are saying the same thing. And I've got you two and my buddies. We were all looking after different facets of the real estate industry and we're all flat chat. And that's because we've had a year of the first two months were pretty good. To be honest, I was even a bit busy in January and Feb was starting to look pretty heavy. And then all of a sudden this thing that none of us envisaged <laughs> happened, a pandemic. And then for the next nine months, the vast majority of people who were keen to buy property decided they'd rather do nothing. And they decided to do nothing and wait and see. And the mind boggles because you're waiting to see market recovery. So you're waiting for the really good buying opportunities to vanish and for competition to be rife again. And then in December, of course, we're only down to two and a half, three weeks because we all want to finish for Christmas and the solicitor's offices, are some of them are closing on the 19th. So we've got a very busy two and a half weeks of cramming in nine months worth of buyer activity from all of those people who were remorseful about missing some of the best buying opportunities we've seen in news. I know that kind of it just it, I don't we were saying this earlier on in the year weren't we when we first had the discussion and COVID started kick, kick, kicked in we were all like this is the time always do the opposite to what the market's doing I had a client the other day really big house Nary Warren settled in but wants to buy a new home and I said why are you doing it now do the opposite to what the market's doing. You've got a house in Nary Warren, you like it, stay there, don't sell, just wait. Um, Hayley, the rental market is strong regionally. Geelong, Ballarat, Bendigo, not great in um, the other areas in Melbourne. What's your advice to clients that are sitting out there on a rental property in the apartment market? What are you saying to them other than please don't, please don't do anything drastic? Are you telling them to sell? No, I look, it depends on their situation. I think you've got to look at each situation individually because everyone's circumstances change. Um, with properties in apartments, I'm assuming you mean in Melbourne apartments? Yeah. Yeah, do something different. Um, there, I'm in a lot of landlord groups on Facebook and a post came up a couple of weeks ago of a lady, she's had her property vacant now for seven months. Um, and she said, I don't know why it's not letting, nothing's happening, the agent just keeps saying to drop the rent, um, and she had dropped the rent, and I said, look, give me the link to the property, I'll jump online, I'll have a look at the ad, I'll see what it looks like, I'll see if it stands out ahead of all of your competition in Collingwood, and I hopped online, the photos were terrible, like grainy, small photos done with an iPhone, but like an old iPhone that didn't have a good quality camera, I think. 
Um, the write-up was okay, but it didn't draw me in. It didn't make me look at the property and it was on like one of the last page results as well. It was really well-priced though. And when I looked at other properties, there were other properties in that block that had rented for $20 and $30 a week more than hers, which were on the market less. And I said to her, what you've got to understand is the longer a property's on the market, the further down the results it goes. And if you're searching on Google, for example, do you ever even go page, past page one now? So it's the same thing on REA. People just look at, you know, the first page, maybe the second, maybe the third. But if you're on page seven, you're not even being seen. And um, I said, go back to your agent, ask them for a premium ad on premier ad on REA, bring it back to the front of the search results. And REA for a while there were allowing free upgrades for people. Um, if they've been affected by COVID. So, you know, go to your rep and ask if they can actually upgrade it. I said, go and get really good photos um, and get a floor plan and get a Matterport or a 3D tour and you'll have your property rented in a couple of weeks. I guarantee it. Um, I said, your price is right. Stop dropping the price. Look at how it's going to market. And she said she went back to her property manager and her property manager said, no, we can't do that on REA and no, the photos are fine. So I don't know whether she ended up leaving it or trying to find another agent. But I just thought, you know, yes, that landlord's lost two and a bit grand a month in income over seven months, but the agents also lost that commission for seven months. And I think as agents, we need to be really proactive about renting these properties fast for our landlords, but also for us. Because if I'm missing out on 100, 200 bucks a month on commission, times that by however many properties you have vacant, and that really um, affects your bottom line. It's interesting. I had an experience like this recently, didn't I, Hayley Mitchell? <laughs> and I'm not talking about you. I was talking I know. About I loved how you did that. <laughs> Um, yeah, gee, was you've got to have a good agent. You've got to have a good agency. You really do. And in actual fact, um, this was a really good lesson for me. Oh, my God, such a good lesson. Um, I, f I listed my property with someone else. I failed straight away. And um, But generously went back to the agent that I made the mistake with and said, look, let's just let's finish this relationship. And they kindly did. So I was managed to move on. If you do have... A problem with your tenancy manager or even your agent just go to that agent and say look I feel like the relationship's not working and get out of it I've fortunately got a tenant paying the correct amount of rent that's moving in on Friday thanks goodness to Hayley Mitchell love your work <laughs> um okay so what's next year going to look like Kate Bakos what are we oh, is it going to be as busy as it is now I reckon it will. <laughs> yeah, I, <did. laughs> I really need a holiday. But, and, and, of course, I'm holidaying in Yarraville this year. <laughs> oh, nothing's open. We've, you know, we've all got work on. And yeah. agents, agents are going to work through January. It's already evident. And for three reasons. There's, there's work available. It's mm. abundant. We don't feel like our year's work is done yet because we had to sit it out, especially in Melbourne. And we also can't travel. So not only can we not travel overseas, we're reluctant to travel interstate because as a real estate agent, if you're locked out of your state, you're locked out of employment and we are generally all commission only. Even when I talked to people about JobKeeper, there were so many real estate agents who didn't qualify for JobKeeper because of the size of their employer's entity. And that's important for people to know because real estate can be very difficult and very cutthroat. But of course, it's cutthroat when you're raising a family and you're reliant on an income and you're not able to work and you don't qualify for JobKeeper. So I definitely spared a thought for my real estate buddies during lockdown. 
And now we're making up for lost time. We've got a lot of work on and we don't want to get caught interstate. So I think we'll see a lot of people take five to seven days off over the Christmas New Year break and be back. I'm already seeing um, auction campaigns scheduled for January and February, which is very exciting. And buyers, they'll get to really enjoy the spoils of a more interesting January holiday because they'll have a little bit of activity and new listing um, property out there to enjoy and to search for. And we are anticipating changes to the responsible lending guidelines in March, and that will be next year's game changer. Yeah, it's been really hard with files. Our files are sitting out there for three months, just waiting to go unconditional on our new clients. And they're asking for information and then re-asking for the information. It's been so hard. Are you seeing um, price increases, Kate, in the current stock that's coming to market? Yeah, I am. The November CoreLogic data came out and suggested that Melbourne, Metro Melbourne, had experienced 0.7%. And I said at the time, that's the data lag, that's September, October, mm. because what, what I felt we saw in the first month of opening up for quality properties was 5% in one month. And I know that sounds insane, but that's my calculation. I'm happy to be held accountable to that claim when the next load of core logic data comes out. But people are able to borrow more money now. And we saw a significant um decrease in our interest rate at the start of the year but the RBA decreased our interest rate when COVID hit to to try and build up confidence and stimulate buying activity and of course nobody wanted to do that we all stayed in and ordered Tim Tams and saved our money and then when we had our rate cut which was a small rate cut on cup day but as a percentage of the, the cost of borrowing that rate cut was significant so in other words a point one percent rate cut when you're already at this level um, of, of interest rate was significant and of course that's filtered through into borrowing capacity and I'm seeing people borrowing more and we're seeing the compounding effect of the rate cut that none of us really cared about now now that things are looking better and confidence is up we all care about it so buyers that could borrow 1.1 and now able to borrow closer to 1.3 and all you need to do is search up Coburg three-bedroom houses and see how, how that increase has impacted that particular market. Yeah, we're starting to see interstate movement now, aren't we? There's, uh, have you noticed that, Hayley, for Geelong, a lot of your tenants are coming from interstate down to Melbourne? Yeah, and also we're getting a lot from Melbourne moving to regional as well. And because Melbourne rents have always been, you know, higher than regional locations, Instead of paying six hundred a week in Melbourne and getting a two-bedroom unit, they're paying six hundred a week in Geelong and getting a beautiful house. Yeah, it's <laughs> so people are, yeah, people are really happy to do that, and we're getting some really good quality applicants as well, which has been great. But our prices have been going up. That's fantastic. I'm definitely witnessing that at, at my end. People that are wanting to do the try before they buy, we we cover Geelong, and so. I'm, I'm putting two tanks of fuel a week in my car at the moment and doing a lot in Geelong. But sadly, when people are wanting to try before they buy, meaning rent before they invest, um, they're asking me, how can I get my application to the top of the pile? Because I'm not even getting a look in and there's multiple applicants per property. And as an investment advisor, I'm finding when we've purchased an investment and we hand the file over to Hayley and her team and, and say, advertise it prior to settlement, get us a tenant. 
we're hoping that we get a tenant application before settlement day, but right now they seem to be delivering us a tenant within 24 hours of, of advertising it. It's crazy. It's beautiful, actually. I, I look at Geelong, Ballarat, Bendigo, all of those markets are really tightly held. The other thing that's happening too, I know the educational sector's collapsed and we're not seeing a lot of um, overseas students come in, that's evident, but um, some really clever person said to me the other day, forget about that, it's all the expats coming home. Because they're in Europe, they don't have any confidence and they're all jumping on aeroplanes getting back to Melbourne as fast as they can. So I think I don't foresee this um, stopping anytime soon. Uh, so Christmas for all of us looks like hard work, except for perhaps Hayley, who will have her children and her horses. Um, anything, anything nefarious happening out there in the market that people need to be mindful of? Um, Hayley, let's start with you. Anything that's concerning around the market that you want to finish with? Um, look, not really at the moment, particularly in regional, it's it's moving along really, really well. I think in metro, people just really need to be price sensitive, make sure that they're meeting the market, which has now been established. You, you can't sit there and say, but I always got 600, I'm not going to drop it. You have to drop it. Um, you've got to meet that market because you're better off getting 450 a week and having it let than getting nothing um and just waiting for that 600 because who knows when it's going to go back to that price and one of the um final things we're due to get the regulations uh for the changes to the rta just before christmas so you know yes i have kids and um a new pony that i purchased for myself recently which is super exciting we have seen the um, pony both of us haven't we kate <laughs> yeah He's very cute. Um, that's that's what you do, Kate. You said you know sitting at home and not spending your money. I had all this money in my account because I hadn't I hadn't been out doing stuff, so I bought a pony. Um, so <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> but I think um, yeah, I think we've just got to be mindful that the uh, legislation is changing on the 29th of March next year. We are planning, or they're saying that we're going to have our regulations just before Christmas. So my Christmas will be locked away reading the regulations and making sure I'm on top of everything um, so that when we come into January, we can we can start changing all our processes and educating our clients as well. So we're going to have a really busy start to the year because basically from January to March, when the changes come in, we have to revamp our, everything that we do, our systems, our procedures, our paperwork, our documentation, everything. So it's going to be a very busy start to 2021. Have you seen the Airbnb market rebound back at all? Yes, has. So particularly in regional locations, it's going along really well. We've, we manage Airbnb, so we've got a property on at the moment. Um, and she's getting a good, good amount of bookings um, and really strong prices. And it was incredible when I was talking to her and she said, you know, for a week they're getting, I can't remember what she said now, six grand or something in rent. Like, it's just crazy. Um, and that's a lovely little house in Torquay. Um, and I've got a property on Airbnb in Fitzroy and the bookings are starting to pick up now. So I had it on the long-term market as well as Airbnb to see what I'd get. But being in Fitzroy and having that glut of apartments in that area, uh, it was hard to get a long-term tenant. So I waited it out. And now we're starting to get a lot more bookings with Airbnb. So that's brilliant. And now. That's great. That's actually, that's not nefarious. That's really positive news. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. And that's nice to see that market come back because, of course, we're not going overseas for our holidays. Kate, what about you? Anything to end on that we need to be aware of that's out there in the market yeah. that people haven't considered? 
Well, they're considering it. They're screaming about it. Auction undercoding. <laughs> it's difficult. Jesus. So, as you know, our legislation uh, requires a listing agent to nominate three comparable sales in the statement of information and for the price tag, the advertised quote range on the property to reflect the comparable sales. Now, not only can they cherry pick some inferior sales that probably will stay under the radar, but they can pick crappy sales dating back to COVID. So if we put on a sale that was in the first week of April and it was a disastrous sales result, that gives us a ticket to underquote a property. And unfortunately, we're seeing a bit of that. So a lot of buyers are wasting the money on building inspections and foregoing really good options that would be suitable and in their budget because they're looking at this shiny mirage and just getting smashed at auction. So more now than ever, buyers absolutely need to do their due diligence and look at recent sales because our market's moving. And I'm saying to people in a moving market, an aggressively moving market, you might have to be prepared to set the next record. No one wants to set the land spread record, but if last week's property went for 1.3, this week's property might go for 1.31 or 1.32. And it's not as simple as that. It's not a basic linear relationship, but you need to accept that in a moving market, the prices are surging. And if you wait it out trying to get something with a March or April sale result, you'll be sorely disappointed and you might price yourself out of the area that you can currently buy into. Yeah, that's actually a nice way to end. Yeah, we um, a horrible way to end. <laughs> well, it's because well, what you're doing is you're actually you're you're giving people a realistic understanding of what to expect in market, and that's why we do this. We do this so they listen to our show and they go, you know what, I'm getting real about the market. I have conversations like this day in and day out. I've got people that want four bedroom homes for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the southeastern corridor, and I say it's been so nice talking to you, but unfortunately we can't deliver that. Our you could in 2008, though. It, yeah, in 2008, <laughs> we could have. But we've got our role is to leave our purchasers with some certainty and our tenant and our and our um, our investors with some certainty and some knowledge that they can use as a in a, 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 in a practical way day to day to day. Thank you for joining me for have, for joining us on Got Money. I look forward to next year. Next year we're going to be in the Pride Studio. Woohoo! Um, and we'll all have to put on our pretty frocks. I will wear one and come awesome. down right in the studio. Um, ladies, Merry Christmas. Thanks for all your support over the year. It's been extraordinary having you as part of our team. And um, we'll hang out next year. Um, everyone out there, we want to wish you, the team here at Got Money, a very Merry Christmas. Thank you for your support over the year. And thank you to the Joy team that make our shows possible. And my wonderful Carolyn that edits all of my waffle out of my shows. You are appreciated and loved by everyone. Take care, everyone. Have a great year. And we look forward to hanging out with you next year.